welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. As our planet becomes more populated, cities more concentrated, and society more dependent on computer-driven equipment, and more people are enjoying greater freedom in living their lives, increased attention to safety and health becomes a priority in our everyday life. Add to that a global pandemic that's been going on for well over a year now with not much of a complete end in sight. Safety and health concerns are rarely out of anyone's sights. Safe practices in the workplace have been a hot topic in this COVID-riddled world. By the 1970s, with the exponential increase in STDs, and then in the 1980s with the outbreak of the heartbreaking HIV-AIDS epidemic, practicing safe sex became a necessity of life for a vast number of people. In this world, safety needs to be on everyone's checklist of first concerns. In fact, the adage, first, do no harm, often misattributed to being part of the Hippocratic Oath taken by medical doctors, actually comes from, interestingly enough, Hippocrates' work of the epidemics. Another way of stressing safety first during pandemics, during sex, and in the workplace. But how about safety and health concerns when you seek more of the truth? Safety and health concerns come up when there are inherent dangers to our health and well-being. Can you become infected with a deadly virus? Can you get seriously injured by a piece of equipment? Can what you do or how you do it possibly cause harm to others? So how safe is it to you and others when you seek out the truth about anything? That's part of today's topic for our show, practicing safe clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is the innate psychic ability within your soul self to see the truth clearly and discern it from all the lies or illusions. It's a serious threat to the stage magician for an audience member to clearly see past the illusions that the magician creates and expose the tricks of his trade. He or she depends on the illusions to captivate the audience and keep them coming back for more. The magician's reputation depends on it. The truth is even more threatening to anyone who depends on corrupt or criminal means to do what they do. A sincere whistleblower in an organization built on corruption is a grave threat to the future of that organization. The truth can even be threatening to an average person who wishes to avoid the embarrassment of past failures or humiliating experiences or bad decisions being revealed. 
Anyone who wishes to manipulate and control others wouldn't want their hidden agendas and backroom shenanigans exposed either. So in this world, the practice of clairvoyance isn't necessarily welcomed in many circles. In fact, only those who don't wish to keep secrets or to hide embarrassments or manipulate and control and are willing to be completely transparent in the world can fully accommodate clairvoyance all of the time. Being, but being clairvoyant is a lifelong process of learning and growing. You have to start where you are at the moment and go forward from there. At first, pretty much everyone has a lot of things to hide, even unconsciously so. Developing your clairvoyance is a process of waking up to more and more of the truth and letting go of the lies that you've long believed as truth. Not just the lies others have told you, but lies you have told yourself and believed. The safe practice of developing your clairvoyance requires setting up a safe space for you to practice seeking the truth in. That safe space is an inner psychic space rather than an external physical space. Although it could be nice to set up a luxurious room in your home or a sanctuary outside in your garden to meditate in peacefully without intrusions of any kind, ultimately the safe space has to be within you that makes it safe for you to meditate or look clairvoyantly at anything even in the middle of a, say, battlefield, or a corporate takeover, a hospital ER, or a riot, or a family fight. (laughs) What's the difference, right? Naturally, if you could find peace within yourself in the middle of a war or other major crises, it would be a piece of cake for you to meditate alone in a sacred temple or a beautiful garden. The practice of finding that safe haven within you is essential to practicing safe clairvoyance. Then you can see the truth anywhere, at any time, with anyone, under any condition. There are a great many stories of psychics and spiritually sensitive people experiencing much pain and suffering due to their psychic sensitivities. Most of what that most of that was due to to them not knowing how to practice safe sex, safe clairvoyance. Let me say that again. Most of that was due to them not knowing how to practice safe clairvoyance and other psychic abilities. Of course, there are also stories of those mystics, saints, and enlightened masters who were impervious to pain and suffering of any kind under any condition. Kind of wondrous. They discovered the secrets to practicing safe clairvoyance and living the life of spirit here in the world. Then again, some of them were persecuted and even executed for not only seeing the truth, but speaking it. Ultimately, when you find that inner sanctuary of eternal peace, nothing in this world can affect your joyous peace, even in death. An important part of practicing safe clairvoyance begins with making a safe space within yourself to see the truth for yourself. It also involves making it safer for those who are around to have you see the truth about them. You'll find that when you make it safe for others to see the truth for themselves, they'll discover it's safe for them to see for you. They'll discover that it's safe for them for you to see the truth. 
So the question is, what makes it safe for you to see the truth? One of a parent's great challenge in raising a child is that of keeping the child safe from various kinds of harm. Part of what makes that challenging is that the child doesn't yet have the requisite wisdom born of experience that certain things are dangerous to his or her health and well-being. If you haven't learned to stay afloat in water and you jump into a deep lake or swimming pool, chances are that you will drown. If you're a child and you haven't learned that lesson yet, you might have no fear in jumping into the water anyway. A big part of the reason that most children seem fearless until they are of a certain age is that they are still being more of themselves as spirit rather than a body and they intuitively know they can't be injured or killed. Of course, in this world, their bodies can be injured or killed. Now, on the other hand, by the time a person becomes old enough to have had many injuries, illnesses, and have experienced the passing away of several people, he or she gets wise to the situation and may even go overboard in the other direction of being afraid of many things that could potentially hurt them in some way. Then such a person may need a lot of help and encouragement to overcome the fear just to be able to do something he or she may wish or need to do. What a little child experiences as perfectly safe to do may strike terror in the adult just thinking about it. Creating that safe inner space for yourself to be spirit that you are so that you can access your innate clairvoyance and see the truth requires you to be as the little innocent and fearless child again. At the same time, be well aware and mindful of the risk factors to the body that's involved and proceed safely. Well, I learned early on in my clairvoyant training that the more space I gave myself to have the truth, the more easily I could see the lies that obscured the truth. In fact, Seeing the truth in the early stages usually meant seeing the truth that what you previously believed were true are not true. So a major part of developing your clairvoyance is a matter of seeing layers upon layers of lies or illusions posing as truth and reality. Much of all that gets down to becoming aware of the fear, judgments, and the ensuing resistance that you've previously put between you and your seeing of the truth as it is. When you first look at what you've been afraid of, it certainly doesn't feel safe, does it? But looking at the lies that define the fear is not dangerous at all. Lies really can't hurt you, even though there are a lot of people in the world that Try to use lies to hurt or even ruin you. Lies can only hurt you if you believe in them as true and resist them. When people lie to you, that's their problem to solve, never yours. Plus, you can't solve someone else's problem for them. So don't bother trying to do so. Let their problems be theirs to deal with. Attend to what's important to you in fulfilling your purpose for being here. So what does it mean to make more space for yourself to have the truth? 
For one thing, it means to make it safe for yourself first to consider whether the way you've been looking at something is actually true to you. We tend to be creatures of habit. So after deciding that something is the way it is for us, we tend to make it permanent reality. And rather than being aware of it in the present, we just go along with that reality as a habit. It's that mentality that declares that we've been doing this for a hundred years, so that's the way we're gonna keep doing it. Mm. <laughs> such such a mentality will not allow a new perspective about whatever the situation is, or consider a new way of approaching it. What makes a person stodgedly hold on to an idea or a way of doing something that isn't working anymore? It's one thing to eat something when it was understood to be the healthiest food to eat. But how about when there's ample new evidence that it turned out it's quite toxic? (laughs) Some people will discontinue eating such a thing, whereas others will stick with their habit regardless. At the base of all resistance of any kind is judgment born of fear. Resistance tends to tell us that this is the right thing, or the best thing, because the alternative is way too scary to even consider. If we hold on to that, we're not going to be open to any new awareness of truth. So to make it safe to even consider looking at the truth in the present, rather than holding on to a prior belief or assumption, you have to become aware of the benefits that come with seeing a greater or deeper truth. At the same time, it would behoove you to consider what is the worst thing that can happen in that situation. Using that earlier example of changing your diet in some way, what's the worst that could happen if you stop eating the food that is known to be unhealthy? Well, it's pretty much a certainty that stopping eating one kind of food isn't going to kill you. The worst thing for you might be that You got habituated to eating that particular food and will feel deprived, perhaps, for a while. What would be a greater benefit that could come from discontinuing the consuming of this food that could be unhealthy? Well, if that were true, you could experience better health after a time. Now, as such, you you can start such a process of change. You might discover that you keep on wanting to get back to the old ways. You might discover that it was your comfort food. Aha! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then what made it your comfort food? You sought out a comforting experience to shield you from some discomfort that you were experiencing inside. It's like a painkiller when you're experiencing pain. The painkiller doesn't get rid of the underlying cause of your painful experience. It only comforts you by shielding you from your awareness of what you experience as painful. That could be some aspect of you grieving over a tragic loss or being guilty about something you failed to do. Might as well eat a family-sized bag of potato chips or inhale half a gallon of ice cream. (laughs) Nobody's ever done that before. (laughs) Making it safe to be clairvoyant instead means that you can encourage yourself to see beyond what you've been willing to see up to that point. 
Courage is one of the key ingredients for safety. But wait a minute. Isn't it usually the courageous that run into burning buildings or blow the whistle on the evil empire's corrupt agenda? And what usually happens to such courageous souls? Aren't they the ones that usually get done in? (laughs) At the very least, don't courageous acts add more risks rather than diminish them? What makes having courage, which is another way of saying giving yourself the needed encouragement, a key ingredient for making clairvoyance or seeing the truth safe, is that courage comes from your commitment to loving yourself regardless of the situation, your experience, or any possible outcomes. Remember, it's in your loving that you find your happiness. When you are loving is when you are happiest. If you know with certainty that you will still love yourself regardless of what happens, you know you will still be happy as ever after you discover a new truth. We're generally not able to make the decision to make a significant change in some way until we have enough certainty in ourselves that we will be all right after making such a change. Well, what does being all right really mean? Does being all right mean we'll still be alive afterwards or uninjured or hurt in any way? No. Ultimately, you'll discover that being all right after doing something or making a big change means that you will still be happy with yourself. If you review your life, you'll find that whenever you were unhappy with yourself after you made some kind of change to your routine or ventured beyond your comfort zone, you weren't very willing to do something like that again. So how do you find certainty in yourself that you'll be happy with yourself regardless of outcome? That's a very good question, which Michael will answer after the break because we are coming on our first break here. And we wanted to invite you to join us for our very next teleclass titled, See Yourself, See the Light, Energy Work to See More Clearly, which is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. And it's happening this Saturday, July 24th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. It's important It's important to see the world clearly, but it's even more important to have clairvoyance to see who you really are and where you are going in life. In this profound teleclass, you'll learn to do psychic energy work to brighten up and clear up your inner sight. For all the details and to sign up, go to our July events calendar section at our website, michaeltamura.com. That's T-A-M-U-R-A for the last name, michaeltamura.com. Or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel during normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday to Friday. In just a couple of minutes, we'll continue with Practicing Safe Clairvoyance. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, 
You'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Have you been practicing safe clairvoyance? Well, that's been our topic today. So we'll continue exploring what clairvoyance is and how to practice using your ability to see safely. So just before the break, Michael was asking the question, how do you find certainty in yourself that you'll be happy with yourself regardless of the outcome? Well, the only way that comes about is if you know that you'll be able to forgive yourself if you feel like things went south after you do something, right? If all ends well in your view, then there won't be hard feelings and you won't need to forgive yourself for anything. So it's only about when things don't go the way you plan, the things that don't go the way you would have liked it to go, that you need to consider, oh, okay, I'm disappointed. I'm unhappy, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm sad, whatever it is, because you had a certain vision for something and it didn't pan out, at least not yet. So when that happens is when you need to forgive yourself. And if you know you're going to forgive yourself, then you could be happy. And go through the risk of, okay, I don't know about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's only when you decide that you failed or that things didn't pan out the way you hoped for that you even need to consider forgiving yourself, right? Yeah. So when you gain your own certainty that no matter what and no matter how unhappy you might get with yourself in something, doesn't go your way, If you know that you will forgive yourself, you'll be willing to go ahead with making that change. In other words, you'll be willing to look anew and discover a deeper truth than you've been living with before. You'll have the courage 
to look for yourself regardless of what everyone else might say or believe. Remember, truth will definitely set you free. That's what most people are actually afraid of. Freedom may feel like letting go of your training wheels or security blanket or comfort food or your go-to painkiller. Like the Shirelles sang so sweetly in 1960, tonight the love of light is in your eyes, but will you still love me tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> I remember that song. Yes, I, I spared you from my version of singing. <laughs> I didn't want to cause pain and suffering. <laughs> uh, that is the most important question to ask yourself whenever you are making a life changing decision. Know that until you're willing to love yourself after the dust settles from making that change, regardless of the outcome, you will have a hard time feeling safe to go ahead with it. Will you still love yourself tomorrow means are you willing to forgive yourself of whatever you might experience afterwards? Then you know that you will love yourself anyway, whatever happens. On the other hand, if you're dependent on someone else's love or approval before you feel you can love yourself again after an upset, then you won't feel safe to proceed with knowing the deeper truth. It really might upset the apple cart. That's part of the fear. Know that even if no one else approves or can love you, if you love yourself, not only will you be able to see more of the truth, but others will be able to make the changes they need to make to love you again. Besides, Know that the greater benefit you will reap from seeing the greater truth is more of your freedom. Know also that the greater freedom will offer you that much more love. With being more aware, having more of the truth, there can be no permanent downside with all the upside that you can have. It's like the nurse giving you a big injection of immortality saying, this will only hurt a little bit. <laughs> Ever heard that one? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it brings up fond memories. <laughs> Especially for a lot of people right now. <laughs> Whatever pain and suffering you might experience will be fleeting at best compared to the expanse of freedom and love that will become a permanent part of your life. So practicing safe clairvoyance, I love this subject because not only have I watched as a spiritual teacher teaching beginning clairvoyance all the way to advanced, I myself was once a beginning clairvoyant a long time ago. And I made a lot of mistakes in how I handled myself as a clairvoyant. Um, and I watched a lot of my students do the same, and I tried to teach them as they were learning, you know, about the mistakes I made so they wouldn't make the same mistakes, and some of them went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> and what I'm talking about is uh, are things like this. Um, in one case, I had just learned about, you know, how people energetically invade our spaces, and um, I was very psychically sensitive. I was one of those people that didn't like to go into crowds too much and that sort of thing, unless I had to or unless it was something really, really fun, and I would tolerate it. 
But um, I worked in this one place for a while, which was a plumbing wholesale warehouse of all things. You know, Mm. a lot of men, a lot of gruff energy there, and a lot of women as well who were in a lot of competition with each other. And I was right outside. I I sat at a desk right outside my boss's uh, little enclosed office, and I just had a sort of one of those half walls so people could see me. And one day I was just really upset with my boss because he was really in my space. So I made a very big beginner's mistake. I went into his office and I said, Mark, you are really in my space. I wish you would back off. (laughs) (laughs) You know what he said to me back? You'd better back off and go back to your desk and never say that to me again or you're out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, I know now the solution to that that is that it isn't the other person's problem if someone is in your space. It is yours because you're the one experiencing it. You know, it's nice if you teach your family members how to respect your space and be out of your space, but you can't do that to the whole entire world. You have to be responsible for your own space. Have the courage (laughs) to see it as maybe a challenge to really own your space more. That sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, see, that Raphael, in this great example, that Raphael's boss invaded her space with his energy, even if he was totally unconscious of it. That's his problem to solve, not Raphael's to solve. But what Raphael's problem that she, she was talking about that she learned was it's her problem how to respond to that. Exactly. So in the beginning, when she stomped into (laughs) her her boss's uh, office and said, hey, you know, get your get your energy out of my face kind of a thing. uh, A lot of people make that mistake. She wasn't aware. Oh, yeah, she was in resistance. She was fed up with it. She's just going, God, this guy's really in my face the whole bit. What's the difference between that and somebody physically being in your face? You know, I'm sure most of you have had that where somebody, I mean, completely unjustified as far as you're concerned, and they put their face in your face physically and start yelling at you or giving, insulting you or whatever to a psychic, to, well, to anybody, but to a psychic who's aware and sensitive enough to be aware of it. People do that on an energetic level, even if physically they're in another room or even in another, you know, country. Sometimes, you know, you'll find somebody is really on your case or or really demanding something or expecting something from you. And that's why so often you might feel uncomfortable like, you know, somebody texts you and from from way far away physically but you keep on feeling like, you know, they're expecting you to hurry up. You know, I texted you three seconds ago. Why aren't you answering me? <laughs> or you might have a boss. You're, you're working remotely from your own home and office. And and uh, you can feel your boss just going, all right, where's that reporter? Where's that thing? You know, you were supposed to have it done by yesterday type of a thing. And that person might feel entitled to be on your case because you're the employee and and that person's your boss and and 
maybe you were late on the deadline or something. So they, they might feel they're in the right to demand it from you. Well, they are in terms of actual communication of, hey, where is that thing that you know, you're supposed to have had turned in by yesterday? But how they make that demand is part of the part of the bigger part of the situation. They don't need to bulldoze over you. And in fact, if they did that with their energy and you're pretty sensitive and become the effect of it, gee, that's not going to help you get your job done faster, is it? And that's one of the big problems in a lot of workplaces. The bosses don't realize that, oh, if you climb into somebody else's space energetically, it's going to compromise them further. It's going to make it even harder for that person to do their job that they're paid to do. It's not an excuse, but, you know, they're, they're paid to do the job. They're, they should be able to do the job, but it's not making it easier to do it. It's making it a lot harder. <sighs> so that's, that's part of safe clairvoyance is, is being able to recognize, okay, like what did Raphael do in her situation? She recognized on her own just, oh, that didn't work. But after that didn't work, she recognized, oh, yeah, that her boss was putting all that energy in her space wasn't her problem to solve. But what her problem to solve was how was she dealing with that? If she made it the boss's problem, well, if he knew that that was his problem to solve in the first place, he would have done it. <laughs> but by her telling him, it put him more on the defensive and put him more in her space. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. So, so then she goes to herself and decides, okay, what can I do to make this much more tolerable? Oh, yeah, resistance. Wow. I was fighting his energy. And the resistance of expecting. He should know better. Yeah. He's the boss. <laughs> I only work for him. He's my sister. Yeah. Or he's my friend in the clairvoyant course. Exactly. Yeah. He's got the same training. Or, or uh, he's older. Or she's, you know, uh, got more credentials. Or whatever the case might be. We all tend to make those kinds of their assumptions, they're, they're not true. One thing doesn't lead to the other thing. Just because somebody has more credentials doesn't mean they know anything about how to behave psychically, mm -hmm. <laughs> how, to, how to be, you know, to give you your space to be or how to be a, have a good relationship, right? I mean, there's lots of super pro prodigious geniuses that are incredible, incomparable in one area of understanding and, 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 and knowledge, but in, in the area of social interactions, they might be clueless. It's the same kind of thing. Somebody could be older and generally, you know, understanding and wiser and everything, but they might not have a clue as to how to conduct themselves on a psychic energy level. And this often is related with people who are mentally stronger. 
right? Intellectually uh, very capable people mm-hmm. who tend to run over other people because they think their intellect is just their own and it doesn't affect anybody else. No, but how they use it, if they use it in a way that's complete demand, expectation, judgment, the whole bit, then it could just roll over somebody else. Then, of course, just like the situation that Raphael used as a great example is, oh, yeah, then it's up to us first to realize, oh, this it's this person's ignorance. You know what Jesus said, hey, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. That's key. You have to recognize, oh, yeah, this person's older. They have more credentials. They have more money. They have more success than I do. But that doesn't mean they should know better. In this arena, they don't know anything. So this is one of the things that I also learned through years of teaching is I realized, oh, when I, when I had difficulties, when I had difficulties in, in uh, uh, determining, okay, how come this person's not learning something that's so obvious? I finally realized one day, oh, it's only obvious to me. It wasn't obvious to the other person. Then when I examined everything, I realized, oh, yeah, everything I teach is obvious to me. That's why I'm teaching it. But it's not obvious to most people. Well, we're coming upon our second break already. And this is a time when we like to tell you about things we have coming up. And we wanted to invite you to save these dates. Saturday, August 14th and Sunday, August 15th, we will be offering a powerful for teleclass remote weekend event. It's called Where Are You Going? Your Clairvoyance, Mediumship, and Creativity on Your Spiritual Path. Included with this remote weekend event will be our popular bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday for anyone who attends one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend. And of course, if you buy the entire weekend, you do get a discount. Here are the topics for the teleclasses on Saturday, August 14th. The morning teleclass is What You Look At Is Where You Go. Learn to use your clairvoyance to navigate your life. The afternoon class is Things That Go Bump Along the Way, Your Mediumship and Your Spiritual Path. And for the teleclasses on Sunday, See the Truth, Forgive the Lies, Your Clairvoyance, Healing, and Moving On. And the afternoon class is Being Creative in the World But Not of It, Making Clairvoyance and Mediumship a Part of Your Daily Life. The first teleclass each day begins at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central European, and the second one starts at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and 9 p.m. Central European. For all details or to sign up, Go to michaeltamura.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our assistant, Noel, on weekdays during regular business hours Pacific time. In just a bit, we'll continue with Practicing Safe Clairvoyance. We'll be right back.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's good to have you back with us. We've been exploring the all-important subject of your clairvoyance and the safe way to practice using it every day. Let's continue. Well, one of the stories I thought would be fun to share with you is an observation I had actually at the same workplace. I worked at a lot of different places in my younger years. And this place was kind of interesting because of the varieties of energies that came to it. But um, I was in a position, as I said, right outside my boss's office, and I everybody could see me, um, and people would pass by, and one guy would come by and always tell a joke every day and practice his jokes on everybody. It was kind of fun. This other guy, every time he came by, I would want to go, like, push my chair back away from him <laughs> until I finally decided to to take a look at what what was he doing that made me want to do that? Because he wasn't a bad guy. He didn't talk a lot. And what I saw was he, in order to protect himself, he was throwing out energy from all around him. So energetically, he actually looked kind of like a porcupine. And if you got close into that porcupine energy, it actually was kind of painful to be around him. And I decided that at the time, since I was being clairvoyant and, and I could see this, that I, I wanted to see if I could break through that porcupine uh, protection of his. And so I just started with saying hello to him spirit to spirit, you know, finding his spirit and just saying hello. And I did that for about a week every time he passed my desk. And one day he finally stopped by and said hello back. Mm-hmm. And so we started having a hello, hello kind of a friendship in the course of the next week. And after a while, he would sometimes stop over at my desk and chat with me. Mm-hmm. And I, when he did, all that porcupine energy went away. You made it safe for and him. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. 
But I'll tell you, one of the things I could also observe for someone protecting themselves that way, it took a lot of his energy mm-hmm. because he always seemed like he was tired to me. And, you know, that was sort of sad. But I want to talk about a couple of other um, areas where I see people make mistakes with their clairvoyance or even their other psychic abilities. One is, um, as you turn on your clairvoyance, a lot of times your dream state starts to become more vivid and you remember a lot more of your dreams, where you, where you went on the astral. And this has happened to, what I'm going to talk about is, it has happened to quite a few people I know, which is they get in touch with somebody who's really famous like a celebrity or an actor or a politician or something like that in their dream state. And a couple of times these people have come to me for readings. It's like I've been trying to, you know, get through all their protections, you know, all the people they have between themselves and the public because i got to tell them this thing I had in a dream. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big mistake. You know, you have to look at what the purpose for that dream was for you and not – go after celebrities and politicians and other famous people. It's not a good idea to do that. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble. And the way I always tell them is, if spirit really wants you to be physically in touch with this person and not just working with them in the the spirit planes, spirit will arrange that and it will happen in a no effort way. Mm -hmm. And a few people actually did have that happen where the celebrity walked into the restaurant they were working in or whatever, the one, the very one they were working with, and they seemed to recognize that person that had had gotten in touch with them. It's usually not about love life. It's, it's usually I gave this celebrity a healing. We have one of our students who does that often on the astral with various celebrities. I gave so-and-so a healing or so-and-so a healing. So very interesting Um, What happens because you become more aware of your activities as a spirit out of the body as you do as a clairvoyant in the body, which takes me to another subject, which is the subject of things like being aware of UFOs or actually seeing UFOs. You know, sometimes UFOs appear and some people see them and some people don't. Mm -hmm. And people that see them usually are the clairvoyants. Sometimes they are very physical and everyone sees them. So being very careful and mindful who you talk to about this, it's we're still in an age, you know, there is disclosure happening. It's all over the place, but there's still a, a bit of danger to, you know, getting too enthusiastic about getting in front of everyone saying, I saw a UFO, I saw a UFO. We've all seen UFOs. Uh, there's very few people I know that haven't. So get over yourself and be very mindful about who you talk to about things like this, your family or the police or whatever. You know, if you're guided to call the police when you see a UFO, do it. But be very careful, okay? And I think, you know, I was thinking about a lot of times people want to know, how did I get to where I am? Uh, especially on a clairvoyant level. And as I mentioned a lot of times on these shows, everyone is already clairvoyant. I was already clairvoyant. It's just that the difference between when I was mm, living clairvoyantly, you know, when I start to live more clairvoyantly like this, on a daily basis, it's just like every day 
you wake up and and it's nothing it's not like okay now i'm going to be clairvoyant today right it's because i have to uh look at somebody <laughs> or i have this particular problem no it's it's this is the same as breathing and more than breathing because breathing you you stop when when you're no longer here in the physical <laughs> clairvoyance doesn't stop because it's part of you as spirit so when i noticed that when did i really switch to that full time all the time it's just part of life is after i started having my training with my teacher and everything and the thing that made the difference is i recognized oh yeah i've always had this it's just now i recognize it and i know where to put it and what what it's all about and the other thing is he said never compromise your certainty about what you see what you know oh okay just because we we tend to compromise our certainty in what we intuitively know and what we see clairvoyantly because nobody else does a lot of times no one else does in my life I'll, there's been so many times where i'm the only one who's seeing something and i'm sure many of you have had that experience where you're trying to tell people hey this is this is what i'm seeing and it it just totally not even falls on deaf ears it just goes right over their head and it's like i never said anything yeah you know it's I've seen it, it yeah it's just like okay it just goes right over well that i had to deal with right off the bat is oh yeah am i waiting for a response no okay i don't have to do that whether somebody hears what i have to say or not isn't my problem my problem is to communicate i'm here to communicate and communicate as much of what i see as true and if it falls on deaf ears that's that's fine i i communicate it i put it out there those who will hear will hear and those who don't hear won't hear <laughs> that's that's each person has their freedom to choose even if it's not choosing on you know consciously but i'm i can't force anybody i i don't need to so that's one of the first things that made it very easy where i just okay say it as it is and and if it just people just don't even notice they don't blink an eye it's just like they continue like nothing i said nothing that's fine it's i'm not dependent on if somebody agrees with me or not and i'm always in that place of of if you don't agree you you might hear what i say and you don't agree with it that's fine you you're entitled to that i'm not i'm not beholden to what i'm saying it's just here it's like here's just my observation i'm not saying i'm right this is what i notice this is what i see so that's that is an important part of making clairvoyance safe for you is yeah it clairvoyance is just seeing and seeing more clearly but doesn't mean you see everything perfectly or anything it's just oh i just happened to see this do you see this no you don't see this okay oh you see the opposite 
That's fine. And in certain cases, I'm interested, so let's discuss this. Because I want to know how come you're seeing it almost like the opposite, and I'm seeing it this way. And through communication, you may end up, after communicating, agreeing to disagree. (laughs) Because this is what I see, and this is what you see. But most often, with communication, you start to realize, oh, how come I'm seeing it this way, and how come you're seeing it that way? Because in this world, there's different dimensions. There are different levels of existence, levels of manifestation. And so depending on which where you're at, what you're looking at, the same thing looks very different. As different as if you're looking under a microscope and one of you is seeing it, seeing the specimen, the tissue uh, under the microscope at 10 times magnification. And the other one is seeing it at 150 times magnification. You're looking at the exact same tissue, the exact same set of cells, but you're looking at it from a total different magnification, and it's going to look completely different. Oh. And that's how it is with our perception in on all levels in life. And so... If we keep, if we're stubborn and keep on insisting, my what I'm seeing at 150 magnification is right, and what you're seeing at 50 magnification is wrong, well, that's not going to work because it's not true. Neither one of us is wrong, and neither one of us is right, except in that level, it's correct. But if you put it to a different level, it's not. So... So that's one of the things I I wanted to point out was as you start to give yourself the permission to have your ability, everybody has the ability to see more clearly and more clearly and more clearly. It's a lifelong process. And if you're willing to not have to be right about everything or anything, it's just this is the way I'm experiencing it at this point from where I'm at. It may not work for you, but here it is. It's communication is what's important. Then you can live clairvoyantly. And you'll know when you apply what you see for yourself to your own life, it's always going to work. If you try to impose it on somebody else, chances are half the times it's not going to work. It's only going to work for people at the same level. Exactly. And once again, we're coming to the end of our show, but just wanted to comment that uh, working with your clairvoyance and your psychic abilities is and can be very safe and uh, waking up more to what you experience and, and where you take it is going to help you with this. Well, we're grateful that you could join us today, and we hope that our shows offer you much to reflect upon in your life, as well as some healing tools for yourself. Be sure to join us next Wednesday when we'll be discussing whether death can ruin your day or not. For most people, death is a heavy, painful, and scary subject to even talk about, much less experience, but does it really need to be? What is death really about? Is it true that death is inevitable? Tune in and find out. 
Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass Saturday, July 24th. That's this Saturday, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time on See Yourself, See the Light, Energy Work, to see more clearly in our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.